Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales, Book 1, Chapter 3, Devotion is Suitable to Every Vocation and Profession. When God created the world, he commanded every tree to bear fruit after its kind. And even so, he bids Christians, the living trees of his church, to bring forth fruits of devotion, each one according to his kind and vocation. A different exercise of devotion is required of each, the noble, the artisan, the servant, the prince, the maiden, and the wife. And furthermore, such practice must be modified according to the strength, the calling, and the duties of each individual. I ask you, my child, would it be fitting that a bishop should seek to lead the solitary life of a Carthusian? And if the father of a family were as regardless in making provision for the future as a Capuchin, If the artisan spent the day in church like a religious, if the religious involved himself in all manner of business on his neighbor's behalf, as a bishop is called upon to do, would not such a devotion be ridiculous, ill-regulated, and intolerable? Nevertheless, such a mistake is often made, and the world, which cannot or will not discriminate between real devotion and the indiscretion of those who fancy themselves devout, grumbles and finds fault with devotion, which is really no wise concerned in these errors. No, indeed, my child, the devotion which is true hinders nothing. But on the contrary, it perfects everything. And that which runs counter to the rightful vocation of anyone is, you may be sure, a spurious devotion. Aristotle says that the bee sucks honey from flowers without damaging them, leaving them as whole and fresh as it found them. But true devotion does better still, for it not only hinders no manner of vocation or duty, but contrawise, it adorns and beautifies all. Throw precious stones into honey and each will grow more brilliant according to its several color. And in like manner, everybody fulfills his special calling better when subject to the influence of devotion. Family duties are lighter, married love truer, service to our king more faithful, every kind of occupation more acceptable and better performed where that is the guide. It is an error, nay more, a very heresy, to seek to banish the devout life from the soldier's guardroom, the mechanic's workshop, the prince's court, or the domestic hearth. Of course, a purely contemplative devotion, such as is specially proper to the religious and monastic life, cannot be practiced in these outer vocations. But there are various other kinds of devotion, well suited to lead those whose calling is secular along the paths of perfection. 
The Old Testament furnishes us examples in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, David, Job, Tobias, Sarah, Rebecca, and Judith. And in the New Testament, we read of St. Joseph, Lydia, and Crispus, who led a perfectly devout life in their trades. We have St. Anne, Martha, St. Monica, Aquila, and Priscilla as examples of household devotion. Cornelius, St. Sebastian, and St. Maurus among soldiers. Constantine, St. Helena, St. Louis, and Blessed Amadeus, and St. Edward on the throne. And we even find instances of some who fell away in solitude, usually so helpful to perfection, some who had led a higher life in the world, which seems so antagonistic to it. St. Gregory dwells on how Lot, who had kept himself pure in the city, fell in his mountain solitude. Be sure, be sure that wheresoever our lot is cast, we may and must aim at the perfect life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go back in our memories to the imitation of Christ. In that book, Thomas Akempis repeatedly speaks to religious, to those in monasteries. And in a certain way, you can read that book and think, well, if I really want to be a saint, if I really want to seek Christian perfection, I have to go to a monastery. That's all there is to it. That's the, the more perfect path. Now, Francis de Sales is writing around 150 years later, maybe 200 years, hard to say exactly, 200 years later. He's writing after the Protestant Reformation. He's writing after it's become clear that many monasteries were far from places of great Christian perfection. He's writing after the critique by many people in the Catholic Church of the ways in which religious re lives were being led, that is, within monasteries and within various communities. And so it's experientially not clear to St. Francis de Sales, St. Philip Neri, and many others that going to a monastery necessarily makes you holy. In fact, it's obvious that that's not the, that's not the automatic path to holiness. As St. Philip used to always say, my brothers, when shall we begin to do good? In the early church, the apostles 
Our Lady herself, Martha, Mary, Lazarus, they lived before there were, quote, religious orders with formalized vows, public means of professing, these poverty means, the councils, poverty, chastity, obedience. And so what's Francis de Sales reminding us of? That there is a path to holiness, to Christian perfection, that's within the world. You do not have to go into a monastery to be holy. You can be a king. You can be a, a tradesman. You can be a husband, a wife. You can be a soldier. And in all these paths, one can seek the perfection of divine love. That's what perfect Christian life consists in, divine love. And when divine love becomes active, we call it devotion. When divine love seeks to fulfill all God's inspirations, we call it devotion. So can you be a saint and be married and be a tradesman? in the world? Absolutely. Otherwise, St. Joseph would not be the greatest saint after Our Lady. In other words, Francis de Sales is urging us not to fall into the trap of seeking a vocation which is not our own. There are things that are helpful to holiness, solitude, vows of poverty, vows of obedience, continents. These can be great helps. Why? Because they remove the most obvious obstacles to the perfect exercise of love. Sex, our own will, the goods of this world. These things so often lead us astray. And so if we want to remove those obstacles in one fail swoop, we can try. That's what the, the, the monk does, for example. But these are just means to an end. The monastic life, being in a convent, is a means to an end. It's not the end itself. What is the end itself? Divine love. And divine love makes us do God's will. And so what is the will of God for me and for you? That's the most important question. And Francis de Sales is telling us, do God's will. Find out what he wants from you, where he wants you. And wherever that is, wherever the Lord puts you, he will give you the means to become a saint. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.